Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can follow us on Facebook or visit our website at BeatitudesChurch.org. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society. Who is Gideon? You know, the Old Testament accounts name him a prophet, and some go as far as to say the greatest of all the 15 judges that are found in the Old Testament. No doubt he was an agent of change, but did he act of his own accord? Imagine, if you will, a showdown, the God of Israel versus Baal. As our country becomes more religiously pluralistic and tensions arise over this, what is informing our response to this religious diversity? And what role might we play? Jehoash, Gideon's father, he proposed to let the gods sort out their own problems. But what to do when you believe that your God wants you as a partner? Today's scripture is from Judges 6, 25 to 32. Now, on that same night, Yahweh said to him, Take the bull of the cattle that belongs to your father and a second bull, seven years old, and pull down the altar of Baal that belongs to your father and cut down the Asherah that is beside it and build an altar to Yahweh your God on top of this stronghold in the proper arrangement and take a second bull and offer it as a burnt offering with the wood of the Asherah that you're going to cut down. Gideon took 10 men from his servants, and he did just as Yahweh told him. And because he was too afraid of his father's family and the men of the city to do it during the day, he did it during the night. When the men of the city got up early in the morning, look, the altar of Baal and the Asherah that was beside it were cut down. And the second bull was offered on the altar that had been built. And they said to one another, Who did this thing? So they searched and inquired, and they said, Gideon, son of Jehoash, did this thing. And the men of the city said to Jehoash, Bring out your son so that he may die, for he has pulled down the altar of Baal and cut down the Asherah that was beside it. But Jehoash said to him, who stood against him, will you contend for Baal? Will you rescue him? Whoever contends for him will be put to death by the morning. If he is a god, let him contend for himself, because his altar has been pulled down. Thus, on that day, he was called Jerob Baal, which means let Baal contend against him, because he had pulled down his altar. Imagine being able to sue a teacher. That, you might like that. Especially if that teacher is sharing information to your child or your grandchild that you don't agree with. That might become a reality in Oklahoma. 
where a state senator has proposed a bill that if an individual disagrees with what a teacher is sharing and it is contrary to what the children believe religiously, that you can sue that teacher. Imagine if your child is hearing something contrary to their religious beliefs and you don't like it, you can sue them. This is just one example of many that are happening throughout our nation as we are seeing the temperature and the tension that is in our society continue to rise. There's a study recently done, in fact, it was done just last year in 2021 by Georgetown University, and they asked individuals in January of 2021, right after the January 6th insurrection, they asked individuals to describe their level of what they perceive to be a tension or strife within our country. One being the lowest, a hundred being the highest. The majority of individuals came down on 76. About six months went by, they did the test again, they did the survey again, and they found out that it had dropped to 73. They imagined what it would be in January of 2022, this month, right now. And they said that it would be about 65. There is so much dissension and strife and tension within our country. And there are two factors that are driving that. Politics and the pandemic. I mean, look at just in the political realm. Look at the things that are being taken to the courts, from state to federal to supreme. Issues about education, issues surrounding abortion, issues surrounding books and banning books, issues around the LGBTQ plus community. All of these continue in the political realm to just continue to increase the temperature of our society. And then on top of that, you add the pandemic. How many times have you been on YouTube and as you've been watching, you'll see an encounter between a Karen who either chooses to wear a mask or not wear a mask? One I saw the other day ended up with the individual who was choosing not to wear a mask pulling out a gun. But what is amazing is with all this tension that we're finding in our society right now, a factor that is contributing to increase that temperature is God. And it doesn't matter if you're conservative or you're liberal. Both sides are pulling on God to be the authority that will back them up. It's like the ace up your sleeve. So if you're going to have a conversation about something and the issue begins to strive, if you can pull out the ace card and say, hey, but God says, and you can have God on your side, that increases it even more. 
Politicians are interested in finding out what people believe. So when they have bills to be passed, it will align with those beliefs. So what are we to do? How do we bring down the temperature? How do we lower this strife that we're finding in the country, especially as a spiritual community? This story that we find in Judges gives us a clue to how that may be done. The story of Gideon takes place when a time when they were being oppressed by other nations. They turn to God, and God sends a prophet. And not only does God send a prophet, but then God chooses to use Gideon as a means to deliver the people from the Midianites who are oppressing them. But the first thing that Gideon has to do, Gideon has to confront his own family. A call to be disloyal. In a time where individualism is not essential, but belonging to your family, to your clan, to your tribe, is of utmost importance, Gideon is called to act in a way that will bring about strife in his family. His family not only worships Yahweh, but they also worship Baal and Asherah. I mean, you want to cover all your bases, don't you? Why worship just one God? Why not worship a bunch of them? Make sure that you get it right. But Gideon, according to the story, is convicted that Yahweh wants him to tear down the altar of Baal and to cut down the Asherah pole and to sacrifice an oxen to Yahweh on what used to be Baal's altar. And that does not make the rest of his family very happy. They come to Gideon's house they want to kill him. Just as Gideon was convinced that he was doing this in the name of Yahweh, they believe that in order to defend the honor of Baal, that they need to do this. So you have two individuals, two groups, that are convinced that this is what the gods want for them to do. And then a wise person speaks up, Gideon's dad. And Gideon says the following. Gideon's dad says the following. Will you contend for Bel? Will you rescue him? Whoever contends for him will be put to death by the morning. If Bel is God, let him contend for himself. Because his altar has been pulled down. Basically, what he's saying is, don't kill my son. If Bell wants him dead, let Bell kill him. Let the, gods let the gods resolve their own issues. Why are you getting involved in this? And in this question, I wonder if we have a clue on how today we can lower the temperature of strife in our society by listening to Gideon's dad. 
I wonder if Gideon, Gideon's father would say the same for us today. Maybe it would sound something like this. Will you contend for God? Will you rescue God? If the God you worship is truly a God, then let God contend for God's self. Think about it. If God is so concerned about the issues that we say God is, why doesn't God do something about it? If God is really concerned about immigration and abortion and gun control and all these things, why doesn't God do something about it? I mean, do we believe? Are we convinced inside of ourselves that we really know what God believes to be just? Do we believe that we know for certain what God's will is in different situations? That's a tough question for me. Because when I consider all these different individuals, some on the Christian left, some on the Christian right, some on the, the Islam right, some on the Islam left, they have different ideas of what God believes is just, what is right. And they use God to support and back their desire to impose that upon other people. So if this is really important to God, Gideon's dad would say, well, then let God deal with it. Ah, but some of you might be thinking right now, yes, Tony, but the Bible says that we are to be the hands and the feet of God. It's in the Bible, right? Well, I can't find it. So where does this idea come from? In the research that I did this week, the closest I could find to the origin of this idea that we are to be the hands and feet of God, it arose in the 50, early 1500s with Teresa of Avila. She says the following, Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which God looks compassion on this world. You are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands. Yours are the feet. Yours are the eyes. You are the body. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. And we tend to take that as the gospel. But is that the best thing for us to do? especially when we can't even agree with each other 
on what it is that God ultimately wants. So what would happen? Just an idea. If we left God out of the public discourse that we have with each other. Instead of saying that we do this because this is what God wants or this is what is God's justice, what if we just simply left God out of the public discourse? Now, does that mean God has nothing to do with anything? No. Because what your ideas about God are will influence what you believe is to be just or unjust. Again, let me, let me say that. Again, what you believe about God, your picture of God, your ideas about God, they will impact what you see to be just or injustice in our society. But when we come into the public realm, what would happen if we just left God out of it? Would it help drop the temperature of the strife that we find in our country? I don't know. But it seems to be that right now what we are doing is making the problem worse. It's like pouring fuel on the fire. There's a philosopher who said the following. When you love people, you hate the fact that they're being treated unjustly. Justice is not simply an abstract concept to regulate institutions, but also a fire in the bones to promote the well-being of all. Now, where is God in that? I think God is behind it. When you love people. You remember the words of Jesus? That you are to love the Lord your God and that you are to love your neighbor as yourself. So when we learn to love ourselves, then out of that, we learn to love other people. And out of that love comes a sense of what is just and right. And there is where the divine, where God comes into play. But when we get up in public, I just wonder if we'd be better off if we left God to the side and entered into discussions with other people based upon love for each other. I don't know. But I do know that we can't continue in the direction we're going. And I do know 
that more and more people are getting tired of religion. People are distrustful of institutions. The two most trustworthy institutions in America right now, the military and the fire department. Not the church. Perhaps there's a way we can turn that around. Something for you to ponder. Something for you to consider. And above all, please take seriously the impact of your ideas and beliefs about God and how they influence how you live your life. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can help us to continue this program by making your donations at beatitudeschurch.org backslash online dash giving. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society.